Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome to Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast. I am Jarrell Lowe. And I'm Brittany Lowe. And we are the Low Property Team. Man, all good things must come to an end. And today, today we are wrapping up the Road to Home Ownership series. Today, for our last and final episode on the series, we will cover how to get your offer accepted and the escrow process. A little point to note. This might be different in other areas, so we're really highlighting and targeting Northern California, more specifically the San Francisco Bay Area region. Three main making an offer points we want you to remember and know. You've probably heard us say this a million times over and over and over, and we're going to continue to share it with new clients, friends, family as we move forward in this business. We refer to it as price, package, and presentation, the three P's, and making an offer. But what it essentially boils down to is that price, submitting an offer based on the price that is competitive for the home. Remember we talked about a couple episodes ago, the offer or the list price for the home you might not be comfortable with, but there will be other individuals out there that are comfortable submitting an offer at that price. So when we're talking about submitting an offer with a competitive price, we have to think about what the comps are doing in that area, what the market is doing in that area, and then what other buyers are considering value for that area. Meaning, if we all know last summer was a hot market and we're starting to see that sizzling also for this year uh, pick up because there's not enough inventory. When there's not enough inventory, houses that are priced, let's just use the number 500,000. And let's say your city is probably about a little under a million in population, but there's only 40 houses on the market. Those 40 houses are going to go well above uh, asking or list price because the demand is so high. So when we're thinking about price, remember, we want to be competitive what the market value is and what other buyers are doing in that area, comps. And we always say, too, that you might not think the house is worth, you know, a certain amount in your mind, but there's always another buyer that is going to um, believe, first and foremost, that that house is worth that much and I will pay this much for that home. And sticking with that point, knowing that it's a seller's market, using the same analogy uh, with the 40 homes in the market available for sale. We have to think about those terms, right? Because sellers right now are wanting to move money fast. How do I get to my next home, my dream home, or the next opportunity? So when we talk about terms, we're really highlighting your buyer's inspection. We're highlighting your appraisal contingency. We're highlighting your loan contingency. These are the backstops that protect you as a buyer just in case. But what we want is to clean up those contingencies. You know, um, we've worked with some clients that had, they've, uh, the lender requested 22 days appraisal, 30 days loan, 45 days close. 
um, that's a tough package to be competitive with in a market such as the Bay Area. And when we're trying to clean up the terms is how can we reduce some of those days? For example, a five-day buyer's inspection is not a bad deal. A 14, 15-day appraisal is not a bad number. 17-day loan, 21, 25-day close of escrow. These are numbers how we clean up that, pri uh, I'm sorry, that terms or the package. And I also want to note, too, that the only um, time, frame period, time frame period that you'll get to dictate as a buyer is your buyer's inspection um, period of how many days you want to have as many, you know, different contractors or inspectors come out to do the necessary reports to then make your decision if you want to go through or not. The appraisal period and the loan period are always dictated upon the lender. They yeah. will determine the days that they can get the loan done. Um, and projecting to see when the appraiser can come out and turn back around the report. Absolutely. And I think that's another point to highlight why who you work with matters, right? Mm -hmm. And having a lender that can really hone in and getting some of those deadlines met. Um, before we move on from the package, I also want to highlight two additional things. We're talking about the contingencies and the conditions. Now, there's some conditions that might, with your offer you're submitting, there might be a condition or two, right, that needs to be met before this offer can be validated or cleared. Um, and I would say, think about those things as we share with clients, right? If it meets 80% of your checklist, think about writing, you know, if there's a, something that you're super concerned about with the house, there's something in the foundation or there's something uh, that came up uh, in the disclosures, write it with the condition in there that this will be fixed or uh, it will be taken care of before the close of escrow. And that's things when we're talking about the conditions and terms and items like that, um, we want you to write a clean package. We want it to be clean and presentable to the sellers because this is how we stay competitive. Staying competitive with our offer and we want you to keep your conditions in there. As a buyer, you need to protect yourself. And then some other random little notes that you can always add in or consider is that there's always, um, if you want to credit the sellers at the close of escrow to assist them with moving costs, that's a really competitive clause, you know, um, always thinking about leaving in an appraisal gap bridge if it's necessary, especially if the comps don't support the area. The same thing with the way that the home is priced. Um, another one would be to leave in an escalation clause, you know, so there's various amount of different clauses um, or, you know, conditions, terms that you can sit there and be really competitive with, right? And we'll assist you with that process like we do with all of our clients. We figure out from the listing side what the winning number is. Yeah. And if we know, okay, we're in the top three, then it's going to come down to terms and um, conditions where we're getting back on the phone with the lender and we're saying, how can we tighten up our package? How can we be more competitive? We just want to be the most competitive so that it's the, um, you know, the seller right off bat says, I want to go with your offer. And I think leading into that too, just in submitting an offer, you know, the goal for any first time home buyer is always to find a home that is moving ready, that needs little to no work whatsoever done. And most homes need work, um, especially in the Bay Area, especially that the market that we're in. A lot of homes are older homes. Um, they're not the new builds that are popping up um, in various um, surrounding areas. But most homes that need the work in a seller's market, the seller is more than likely won't be assuming responsibility for. And now these big ticket items and what we always say is 
don't sweat the small stuff, right? Don't sweat the the ugly paint color of the house. Don't sweat the, you know, um, the backsplash or, you know, wh- whatever the case might be. It's really the big stuff that matters. And when we're talking about big stuff, that is a couple of things. One, cracks are crumbling in the foundation. Um, at any point in, that you see in the disclosures or the reports that there is potential foundation damage, that is a big red flag. Um, not that it can't be fixed, but that is a large cost to assume. So if you're a first-time home buyer with a tight budget, we would definitely say maybe consider something that needs less work. Um, another big item would be seeing water stains in the ceilings, floors, walls, uh, mold and termite issues plumbing and electrical issues, right? So those are just really big items um, because the big stuff does matter. Those things, you know, based on your loan, you might need to have them done prior to the close of escrow. Yeah. Or sometimes they, uh, the city allots you a time frame to get them done after the close of escrow, right? Because everything has to be in compliance. But those, we always just say, think about the big stuff, right? Yes, we want to find a home that's move-in ready, but if we can't, if we don't want to find a fixer, if we want to find something that has a little bit of work, don't be afraid of that sweat equity, yeah. right? Because that stuff over time, after two to three years, it's just going to continue to build. And the the little things that you continue to do with the house and the upgrades that you make, it will pay off in time. And I think it's important to highlight in this phase what we're talking about right here is the understanding that, you know what, that buyer's inspection report we are only looking for health and safety items to consider if we want to move forward with this deal. Me and Brittany, or Brittany and myself, what we did with our first buyer's inspection, what we used it for was a checklist moving on. Once we got into the home, all right, according to this buyer's inspection report, here are the top 10 things that need to be worked on. And we just did it in our time. You know, we didn't rush and do all these things all at once. We didn't do a whole do-it-yourself project but we knew we needed to fix the sink. We know we needed to fix the back window. We knew the water pressure was low. So these are items that can be fixed over time. And that's what we're talking about. Don't sweat the small stuff. You know, the big items are the ones that we're concerned about that will eat up an entire budget, foundation, roofing, electrical plumbing. Those are the items that we need to take a deep dive look into those disclosures to ensure, okay, this looks like a feasible project day one moving it into the home. And I will say too, this is a part of being a homeowner now, right? There is always going to be something that you will need to fix or upgrade with the home. It is clearly the definition of a homeowner. So don't think at any point that, you know, year two, year three, oh, okay, I'm never going to have to do anything with the house. This is not renting with a landlord anymore that you can call your landlord and say, my light bulb went out. I'd like, you know, it to be fixed or, hey, our heater is out. You know, those are issues. You're a homeowner. Um, and this is, yes, it's it's a big investment, but it's the highest return. And this is, um, And yeah. this is why I say HGTV, stay away from it. Watch it for educational purposes, but in a matter of 30 minutes, they will show you a, a, a rundown house, one or two challenges, and at the end of the 30 minutes, show you something that's been drastically changed. And I share that for our first-time homebuyers to note that these are big, challenging projects. Just on Saturday, me and Brittany had to go up to the rental property, get the plumber to meet us because a pipe bursted outside of the house. 
We've been owning it for three years, but you know, these challenges are going to come. It's part of owning a house, owning an asset. So we're always responsible for what's taking place in that project or at that home. So don't sweat the small stuff. Know that we'll guide you through this process and let's just use that buyer's inspection as an action item moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think now in terms of offer acceptance, um, what the, we have a lot of points that we want to cover and we're going to kind of run through them um, entirely and go in depth about them. But first and foremost, um, always know the list price is always a marketing tactic. There is a reason that the listing agent is, is listing the price of the home in a certain way. And it's always based on the comps in the area. So as a buyer, keep your offer clean, keep it short and be competitive yeah. are the three main things. Because always when we're on the flip side, you know, when we're helping sellers list their home, we're doing the same thing. So sometimes I, I would say um, maybe 75% of the time with first time home buyers, you know, common questions are, can we submit at list price? Can we submit below list price? Yeah, you can submit always whatever price that you want, but always keep in mind the type of market that you are in. And for the past two years, or 2020, 2021, now 2022, we are in a seller's market. Yeah. And so, yes, you can submit what, whatever price that you want, but we can't guarantee that your offer will get accepted. Um, I will note this, though, and I don't know if we've actually said it before in previous episodes, but two items, especially when a house is sitting on the market, I would say more than, than two weeks right now. A, you can expect a price reduction coming soon. B, there is something wrong with the home. Hmm. So inspect, if you're going to accept a price reduction, that just means that the list price, they listed it way too high. Yeah. That is why it's sitting. And B, of course, something is wrong with the home or the seller wants the buyer to assume responsibility. Um, and it may be a lot. For instance, foundation damage. And what Brittany is highlighting is listing a home is a strategic process, right? How do we get more eyes on the home? If, I, if, we, if we have a house and we know the value we want to get for it, we have to drop that marketing price down to the lower market. So, for example, we really want to get 600000 for this house, but we know we, wanna, we want that 400000 approval crowd to reach up, or we want the 500000 approval crowd to reach up to drive a little bit of traffic so the ones that are approved at 6 and 7 might reach down and drive it up a little bit more. So what we're trying to do is create a marketing ploy where that home, wow, that home is really listed at a low price. And I'm going to just say this, there's not very many homes in the barrier left that are below 500,000. Mm -hmm. With that said, if it is listed below 500,000, just know there's a highly likely chance you're going to see that thing, that, that home property or whatever it is, get up in the 550s, 560s. Now, if it's a mobile home or you know, manufactured home, they're all different variables that can be considered. But mm -hmm. we do want you to know and talking about offer acceptance and being competitive. Yeah, definitely. And what we're really just doing is giving you an inside scoop of, you know, our conversations with our sellers, because the list price, we know off bat that they've shared with us in the initial meeting, how much they have left on the home to pay and what they want their walk away with. So if we know their walk away amount, we run those numbers accordingly and then list the home accordingly so that we get as many buyers out there, as much traffic, 
and as many offers on the table to thus be able to give our sellers as much money as possible in the shortest amount of time. So I think also going into upon a ratified contract, um, once all parties sign, you are now officially in escrow. Congratulations. Yes. But like we've said before, getting your offer accepted for us is the easy part. And I know that may seem silly as a buyer um, or just somebody who's new to the market, but it's the escrow that is the hardest process to get through to ensure that there's no bumps or bruises along the way, hiccups that we're going to run into. Um, Your escrow period, based on what the lender has um, set forth for us, for us right now, typically, um, you know, our preferred lender that we use, it's between 21 um, to 25 days. So the first three days are the most important because that is your EMD submission and that is your earnest money deposit. In the Bay Area right now, the standard for an EMD submission is 3% of the purchase price. So if you purchase the price or if your offer price was 650000 your EMD is going to be 3% of 650000 And what it is, it's a good faith deposit. And that's always submitted within three business days before five, um, five o'clock. Yeah. Um, that, I would say, um, is not one of the biggest humps to get over, but we always just want to ensure that that is very timely. And then there's other other instances where we've ran into situations where the sellers want it within 24 hours yeah. or two days and they have the right to go ahead and counter us that the standard is always always three days though yeah. and i would say in this process when we're talking about um receiving that ratified contract there's a lot of things that are going to be happening simultaneously and as Brittany talked about we have the first three days to get some items done but also within those first three days we enter that inspection period whether you we wrote it for three days five days whatever it is it starts day one of ratified contract um so knowing that right we enter the inspection period what we like to do is when it's in regards to repair repairs we are trying to be as diplomatic as possible with no negotiations what we're asking for and what we're willing to absorb so that's one thing to note when we're working through that buyer's inspection period the next thing that happens also when we receive the ratified contract the lender, the lender is going to order the appraisal day one. And that day one, the lender is going to reach out to you and talk about some upcoming things that are going to be you're responsible for that appraisal being ordered and completed. Um, and he'll discuss the he or she will discuss the cost necessary with this item. What the appraiser is doing is coming out to assess the value of the home and how that's done. It's determined by several criteria, several items. But a couple of those things are size of the home, the bed and bath count of the home, the age of the home, the gross living area, GLA of the home, and then comparable sales in that area. They're assessing the value of this home. So while you're day one, we're, we get the contract, we get everything set up, the ball's moving forward. And I think what's important to note is it's going to be a lot of conversations between you and the lender working through underwriting or preparing for underwriting. Wherever you're at in the phase or in that process, it's important. It's important to note once the appraisal has been ordered and he, is, he or she has come out, appraised the value, within four days the report will be submitted. And at that four-day point, we know your lender is going to fund the value of that appraisal. 
So whatever the appraiser says, this is the value of the home, that's what your loan's going to be funded for. So it's important. Please, please, please. The appraisal report, once it's delivered to us, if it's below our offer, above our offer, we cannot project or expect, we can assume or, and, and kind of take a guesstimate of what we think this, this uh, value of the home is going to come in. Um, and you just have to be careful because we are not appraisers. Uh, we, can, uh, we, we, we really just run the comps, look at data, take a hard look at this area and say, look, we found three or four houses, same size, same bed count, same year built. This is what it sold for three months ago. This is what we're looking at. And that's why we say we like to write the appraisal bridge in there to support you just in case, because we've had some appraisals that have come in 60,000 below offer. And we've had some that came in at offer and we've had some clients that have walked into automatic uh, equity. Yeah, equity. And it was a great thing. And we're excited for that. The appraisal report, once it's delivered, will be given to the lender and yourself. Since you've paid for it, you have access to it. That report is everything about the home, the surrounding area that you need to know how they came up with the value. The next thing that's going to be important is your lender is going to require that you obtain homeowner's insurance. Now, I don't know if it works best for you, but what me and Brittany did is we just bundled, bundled our package, car and auto or auto and home loan. So I would say just start perusing around at that time when you, once you get into contract, just start searching around for rates or what's going to be the best for you and your family. For us, we just bundled this thing because we said, look, let's keep it simple. We're already here and let's make it work for us. And as always, we always have vendors and various people that we have available if you want to get different bids on or different yeah. quotes on that we'd be happy to provide you, you know, if you're in the escrow process um, and we help you through that. It's also in both of our guides as well. Absolutely. But I think that um, the biggest step as well moving forward is what's going to happen is once um, the buyer's inspection contingency period, um, you got the reports back and everything looks good. You're going to remove that period. It's called a removal of the contingency period. Same thing with the appraisal. It came in at value. It came in under. It came in over. If it came in under, we go back to the table and we negotiate. If you walk into automatic equity, that's a great thing. Um, and then we go ahead and remove that appraisal contingency period. The last item is going to be the loan. And that's just going to be the green light that we receive from the lender that says we have the CTC, which is the clear to close. And then we can go ahead and do the full removal of all contingencies. And that essentially is signed, sealed, delivered. It just has one more pass into, like we always say, it goes the baton, right? Of us to the lender to title, home's yours. But the next step is going to be the title company will conduct a title search. Um, once the once titles um, is found to be valid, the title company will issue a title insurance policy, which protects the lenders or owners against claims, legal fees that may arise over ownership of the property. Um, and at that point, all documentation, all numbers, everything will be balanced and sent to the county for review. As a buyer, if I can add one step Definitely. in between there, yeah. as a buyer, you will receive a balancing sheet. Yes. And All it will just tell you, you everything get. from the start of escrow, 
and who's responsible for what. So please, at that point, you're going to see everything, credit or what's owed or whatever. But what title's doing is they're balancing out everything. So this can be a clearing handoff process to you as the new homeowner or to you as the seller. Yes. And just like we always say, you will be signing a plethora of documents. A lot. But, so many via DocuSign. But. We always say save everything. The moment that you sign it, save it. Keep a folder. Um, you know, do a hard drive. Throw it in the Google Drive. Heck, anything. Just save everything. And then when you do the final signing, the wet signatures at the very end, um, you will get all documentation as well. And I just want to highlight. As you're signing a lot of documents between the lenders, between title, between our transaction coordinator, if there's ever one that you have a question about, just ask, Brittany, can I talk to you at 7 p.m. because there's a document that came over that I'm not sure about? Yes, absolutely. We'll make time. If it's something that your lender has sent and you want to ask us about, reach out. Or you know what? We can schedule a three-way with the lender so you can have clarity of what's happening or what's taking place. Mm -hmm. We want you to be informed through this whole process. No question is a dumb question. And we say that time and time again. But once you do um, get the... Um once you complete the wet signatures that your escrow officer is going to set up with a notary, um, at that point, everything's sent to the county, like we said. Um, and then once we hear it's called on record, that means AKA sold, that bad boy is yours. Absolutely. The home is yours. Deal um, done. Deal done. So I think that, I think we covered everything. It was a lot um, in a nutshell, I would yeah. say. But, you know, home ownership has so many benefits, truly. And what is really to be highlighted is just the stability, the security, and the wealth building that it brings. We always, always say it takes time and effort to find just the right home. But our goal is to ensure that you're comfortable and that you're informed every step of the way. Just like we said with all of this, the Road to Home Ownership series, it's tedious, it's a lot. But it's necessary. It's necessary as a first-time home buyer. Heck, it's necessary if you are selling your home and then now you're buying and you hadn't done it, right? It's it's just a good refresher. Yeah. So I just want to say, you know, we truly appreciate you joining us and we hope that we were able to provide you so much information just pertaining to home ownership. And we've had so much fun doing this and we just hope it's been a useful tool for you. Absolutely. And again, it's about educating and informing and we're so grateful that you hung with us because we know this is one of those topics like, ah, do I have to listen to all of this? You but do. <laughs> if you can hear it out and listen to it when you're ready to pull the trigger, you're informed about every step from home shopping to offer to pre-approval, wherever you're at, to finally receiving the keys in hand. The best. The best. Like we always say, we are always here to support you with all of your real estate needs. Feel free to reach out to us. Hello at lowpropertyteam.com. Um, feel free to shoot us a message. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And we're jumping into the next episode next week. Please join us. Until then, take care and take care of yourself. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage.